You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, welcome, my fellow patriots, uh, to another edition of On Point with Victor. As always, thanks so much for you guys tuning in. Uh, we can't do this without you, and you are tuned into America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armendariz. And uh, if you want me to spell that for you guys, <laughs> it's easy. It's A-R-M-E-N-D-A. R-I-Z. As always, you can find us on Facebook, America's Web Radio. You can find us on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. And like I always say, because I know I have some Democrats out there that listen every week, uh, you can you can join in on this discussion. We are live right now on Facebook Live. If you go to America's Web Radio Facebook page, um, you can also find us on YouTube. And if you want to... Email me later, because if you're not brave enough to ask questions now, it's all right. I understand some of you guys still live in your cry closets. Uh, but uh, don't worry. You can email me at victor at americaswebradio.com, victor at americaswebradio.com. So we've got a lot, a lot, and a lot to get to today. Uh, I, there is so much. You know, it just seems like every weekend that goes by, I get in here and get behind this microphone on Tuesdays, and I come in and I have this whole thing in my head on where I'm going to go point by point, but then all these things happen and all that goes out the window. There's just so much going on, so I had a great show planned, a great opening planned, and what happens on my way to the station? Uh, we get breaking news that uh, Bolton is out. Uh, I'm not going to make a big stink about this, folks, because we don't exactly know what happened Yet, uh, but it, there was no secret that uh, Trump and Bolton were going to disagree. Folks, do not pay attention to get sucked into the lamestream media, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, uh, CBS, MSNBC. They're, they're going to go around the clock trying to make a big stink out of this. Suddenly, the media is going to go from hating John Bolton's guts. And if you don't believe me, look up past news stories back in the Bush years. They have hated John Bolton forever, and now they're going to treat John Bolton like he's the greatest thing. They're going to treat him like he's the second coming, and don't fall into this mess. If you go back when Donald Trump, whether you agree with him or not, he ran for president not being for what people call endless wars and what he referred to as endless wars. I'm not going to sit here and take sides because I, I could just get into a whole couple of hours of making the show about whether we should be in some part of the country or not, whether we should still be in Germany, whether we should still be in Japan, whether we should still be in uh, parts of Eastern Europe. I'm not going to get into that discussion, but listening to Donald Trump when he ran as a candidate, he made it clear that he didn't want to get bogged down in Iraq. He didn't want to be bogged down in Afghanistan. He, he was never for the Iraq war. You know, folks – Back before Donald Trump decided to run for president, uh, he used to be a Democrat, and he was loved by the Al Sharptons and the Jesse Jacksons and the Pelosi's and the Schumer's. Schumer loved Donald Trump. But you run as a Republican, and they'll hate you and act like they've never known you and, and never have uh, enjoyed a golf, round of golf, let's just say, at one of his clubs. But But my point is that Donald Trump has made no bones about it. Way before he even ran for president, he was speaking out against the Iraq war and and wars like that. And as president, 
it should be no surprise to anyone that he has had disagreements with Bolton. I commend President Trump for having Bolton around him for as long as he did, because if there's one thing Donald Trump knows how to do, it's around himself with very smart people on both sides of the issue. And and he should be commanded, commended for that. Um, but probably what happened here is John Bolton, finally, you know, there's there's some disagreements that were going on. That was no big surprise. And my guess, if I had to make a prediction, was – Bolton probably didn't like the fact that there were people in the White House trying to allow the Taliban leadership or Taliban so-called leadership to visit Camp David. Um, look, I, that would have been a horrible and really dumb idea, and I'm glad Trump canceled that. But I got a feeling uh, Bolton just doesn't want to deal with those people anymore, and hey, who can blame him? Uh, but anyway uh, – don't let this bog you down. You know, the truth will come out at some point, and my guess is they just had disagreements, and Bolton wants to move on. Hey, look, Bolton's going to make a lot more money in the private sector. So that uh, – let me get that out of the way. Uh, and just so you guys – coming up today, because I, I'm going to get off of some tangents, and if I don't stop myself, then this show is going to uh, come – it's just going to go by because it goes by so fast. So while I've got your attention – uh, we will have coming up here really soon. And those of you watching live, you're probably going, who is this guy sitting next to the host? Uh, but we're going to have, uh, we're going to get to that in just a few, but, uh, uh, we're going to, we're going to get into a discussion about District 7. And those of you in Georgia, and for those of you outside of Georgia, we're going to make this conversation interesting. And, and, and in fact, let me tell you, for those of you outside of Georgia, we are going to talk about a district race here in Georgia, but don't think that doesn't apply to you. Every representative that sits in Washington, D.C. is making up what I like to refer to and, and President Trump refers to it as the Washington Swamp. No offense. Uh, but but what I mean by that is no matter what state you're in, there are representatives of other states that are going to be making decisions that go, are going to have ramifications on the country. So, so you're going to want to tune in. You're going to want to hear what my guest Mark has to say, because this race here in District Seven is probably going to be indicative of a lot of races around the country. Uh, so, so we're, you're really going to want to stay stay tuned here. So, we're going to get to that in just 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 a second. But I want to do. I, I don't want to mention a couple of things. Um, one one of the. I, all right, I'm going to say this, and some of you are out there are going to roll your eyes. Uh, there, there's a. This is going to be my uh, things that you won't hear in the media segment. Uh, there's some news that came out, and you can go verify this at the Washington Standard. Just go to look up the Washington Standard and look at. They've got an article in there. Uh, the lead detective on the Epstein case. This guy was at the ripe old age of 50 years old and died of a brief illness. And I'm quote unquote or or air quotes brief illness. Lead investor. For the Epstein case, dies at the age of 50, and they label it as a brief illness. Now, I ask you, have you heard anything about this? This story has been pretty much buried, and it's been buried because he died last June. So I'm not going to start any conspiracies here, but you know how I am here at On Point with Victor. I'm all about common sense and logic, and when something doesn't smell right, there ought to be some some people looking into it, and I know there's some investigations going on. So just – just think about that for a little bit. A little, little you know, lead investigator, brief illness, just makes you go, hmm. Uh, the other thing I want to mention real quick is I'm sure most of you saw the seven-hour climate discussion that CNN decided to have. I have a question, and I have a request. 
If we're going to have spend seven hours talking about a hoax, yes, I said it, folks, a hoax, because this whole climate change, global warming, whatever you want to call it today, it is a hoax. It's a it's one of the biggest hoax perpetrated on the American people to make libtards and liberals and socialists rich. That's what this is. It's a rich get it's a it's a scheme to get rich that's being put on by the left and some establishment Republicans fall right in line to it as well. But I have a request to CNN and, and even Fox News and any other news agency. Can we have a seven-hour discussion on the $22 trillion debt? Can we have a discussion? I will take an hour. I don't. It doesn't have to be seven hours. I'll take one hour prime time discussion of the $22 trillion debt that we're facing right now and digging deeper every day uh, and the $6 trillion or so deficit that we're running. Let's have a discussion about that. I, I, I'm just going to leave it right there, folks, but we, we've got to have that discussion. Uh, it, it's just amazing to me that we can sit around and talk about something that that we, we – okay, look. First of all, we have changes of season, so there's always been climate change, and there always will be. Uh, but to, to make a seven-hour discussion on science that, that people are getting paid to come up with a with – a, Hypothesis: They're getting paid to come up with these doom and gloom scenarios, none of which have come true. If you want to get down to the bare knuckles, and like I said, this is common sense here with On Point with Victor. There's logic here. There's not hysteria, and I don't make decisions based on emotions. So if you follow the logic road, if you follow the common sense, and you follow this whole discussion on climate change, look, AOC, Alexandria Occasional Cortex, I mean Occasional Cortez, when she came out and said, we have 12 years or we're done. 12 years, we're not going to be alive on this planet. 12 years, the planet's going to implode. Well, Al Gore stood up waving his hand and said, look, I've been saying we've had 10 years for the past 30 years. So follow what happens. None of the predictions that Al Gore or any of these other people have been saying since the 80s and 90s have come true. None of them have come true. And you can verify that. And But what has happened Look at the money. Follow the money. Look how wealthy Al Gore has become on this climate, climate, climate. That's a good, you know what? That's a Freudian slip. We'll call it crime, climate, climate change. So, so that's what I want you guys to just think about uh, out there. When, when people get in your face and, or, or start debating you on climate change and global warming, take them back to history. Make them give you an example of something that's come true, Any, because none of those predictions have come true. And then talk to them about money. And then ask them this simple question. You know, here again I go. I cannot help the logic. Ask them why the Obamas, the Pelosi's, the, the Schumer's, and the Hollywood left are buying multimillion-dollar beachfront coastal properties. Why are they buying those properties? It's the very areas that they're telling you and me that aren't going to exist in 10 years. So would you invest millions of dollars to an area that you're telling everyone that, that wouldn't, wouldn't, is not going to exist? No. So as I've said before, watch the actions of these people. Don't listen to their words. Watch the actions. So if you're, if you're hysterically afraid that California is going to fall off into the ocean in 10 years, you wouldn't be spending millions of dollars to make sure you've got a front row seat when the water levels are coming up to your windows. So, again, folks, it's common sense. It's logic. We've got to bring that back into the discussion. So before we go to our break here, I want to go ahead and and switch gears here. I know some of you are out there going, man, Victor, you're all over the place. Well, look, 
on point with Victor sometimes goes really fast because, you know, I got to make sure you listeners stay awake. Uh, look, we, we've got some elections coming up. 2020 is going to be a crazy, crazy, crazy year. So I am going to uh, introduce my guest here today. He is running for 7th District Correct. Uh, United States Congress. Yes. And this is uh, Mark, and is it Gonzalez? Pretty darn good. I was wondering how you handled that. <laughs> uh, you said it very nicely. It's pronounced Gonzales. Gonzales. Yeah, Excellent. Go. So what's the background of that? Uh, Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah, so my uh, grandparents came through Ellis Island oh. right, back in the day when we used to get uh, the quarantine and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, grew up in a coastal town of Massachusetts, which uh, had a lot of uh, Portuguese Immigrants there mm-hmm. at that time, mostly factory oh. workers. My uh, grandparents worked in a factory, as a matter of fact, and my father uh, ended up at the Naval Academy. So he lived the American dream. Wow. Unfortunately for him, his parents passed away while he was in school. His mother was the second to pass, and she passed away a week before he graduated the Naval oh. Academy. And it was wow. literally something that uh, bothered him for the rest of his life that she didn't get to see mm-hmm. that culmination, if you will, of right. that achievement, right? Yeah. Yeah. And phew, that's a huge achievement. It was. Huge achievement. So, so wow. So your your family came over. They came over the right way, and they came over the hard way. That's true. And they probably assimilated and, and did what my father did and what a lot of families here, and why I always refer to how open the United States, how welcoming the mm-hmm. United States. Look, folks, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for the graciousness of this country. Uh, okay, I we're going to go to our first break, Mark. But right. when we come back, uh, we're going to get into uh, – I want to get right into why you're running, and, and I want to get into some issues, and, and I want to talk about District 7 and where it is and what it covers and, and all of those things. So, folks, you hang on right there. We will be right back. You are listening to On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio. Let's do it. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not – You probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. 
The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Listening to you on point with Victor. I am Victor Arman. That is. All right, we were we we're talking to Mark. And Mark, say your last name again. It's pronounced Gonsalves. Gonsalves. And. Uh, so, uh, are you friends with Ronaldo? I have a lot of soccer fans that listen to the show. Yeah, well, that's very good. I know. Hey, we have the World Cup coming our way. Yes, right? we do. We've got uh, twenty. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's big news. Oh, it's going to the, be phenomenal. Oh, it's going to be great as long as we don't elect some crazy Democrats to. Let's no. see. We we have to keep us off away from the Senate. We have to keep Abrams away from the governorship. Right. And we've got to keep whoever the Democrat is that might be running against you, keep them away. Right. Um, but speaking of that, uh, so so you are running for District 7, and this is a, a pretty big district in the state of Georgia. Uh, anyone familiar with Georgia, this this is Gwinnett County. This is some of um, Forsyth. Forsyth mm-hmm. County. Those are the two. And that's uh, those are huge counties. And... This is this is going to be a very important seat. It's currently occupied Rob Woodall by by Rob Woodall and and John Linder before him. That's correct. And uh, I I could sit here and, and say a few things. Go ahead, Victor. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah, I should. <laughs> I I try to be nice on my show. I really do. You know, I, there are a few things that Rob Woodall that I I, I am not sad that he's retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a huge, and I'll get into this later, uh, a huge fair tax proponent. Yeah, I, 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 um, I will speak to that point as well. Oh, good. Uh, I, uh, there, we, will get, we will get mm-hmm. to it. Uh, no one can come on the show without discussing the consumption tax with me. Uh, it is a near and dear uh, to my heart. And uh, I have a problem, I've always had a problem with Woodall because I'll always thank him for getting for continuing this discussion when he did, when he, when he was first elected. Yes. And the books that he co-authored. But he really, really, in my opinion, turned into an establishment guy, and uh, just did, does not, has not, and and does not champion that idea anymore. Uh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, so he's retiring. Uh, you know, I wish him the best. But now we're in a we're in a situation where Gwinnett County in twenty and uh, twenty eighteen took a hit, mm-hmm. and and the the GOP fell to me um, really, really. Let's just say fell on their laurels, really didn't come together, really just kind of sat back and let the Democrats make the inroads that they've made mm-hmm. into Gwinnett County, which has traditionally been a pretty strong uh, red area or, right. or Republican area. So what's driving you to jump into this race? Let me start there and then tell me what, you're, what you see happening right now in District 7. Sure. So you mentioned the swamp. The best mm-hmm. part is I'm a complete outsider to this. My background educationally, I have a degree in accounting. Okay. Pursued business, had some big wins along the way, and uh, got uh, punched in the chin a couple of times as well, and that's very humbling, and great learnings mm-hmm. come from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very simple. I have an only child. She's 19. She's in college uh, today, her second year. 
And I watched what happened at the beginning of this year, right, when 116th Congress took their oaths mm-hmm. of office. And literally within a couple of days, this is what I observed, the Green New Deal, another $93 trillion on top trillion. of $22 trillion. And, right. we, and we all know if they're saying 93, it'll be double that. Well, that's a very good point. You know, mm-hmm. Massachusetts, we had the big dig. We know how mm-hmm. things escalate, right? I am very familiar uh, with the right. big dig. So, I was, yeah. so that was uh, number one. Mm-hmm. Then I watched the New York State Legislature vote in late in two-term abortion. They're all in the state house steps clapping, clapping. away like they just won the state lottery. They, they were up the financial building like it was a pink popsicle, they end, were, I remember. Yep. They yeah. were practically clapping for infanticide. Well... That was the next day. That was the governor of Virginia Mm -hmm. that chimed in on that, talking about post-term abortion Mm -hmm. in the most chilling of terms, talking about keeping the babies comfortable, Mm -hmm. and that was the trigger point. And little did I know, the next day after that, I would watch him in the yearbook picture and admit to being in it, and then conveniently, 24 hours later, he no longer was in it. And the thing that was amazing to Mm -hmm. me is he looked straight in the camera, and he said, I'm not going to resign. Mm-hmm. Because my state is in tremendous pain, and I'm a doctor. I know how to heal. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, you may or may not know how to heal, but one thing's for sure, you have no self-awareness at all. And mm-hmm. that was the trigger point. And, you know, I think there are many, many well-meaning Americans mm-hmm. that look at Washington, feel like they're not serving the interests of the people mm-hmm but don't want to engage because this is a very messy affair. Now it drags in your family. Mm -hmm. There's a a lot of aspects of it that are very uncomfortable for someone that's not a a political being. But if we don't start getting some people, and Donald Trump, let's face it, he paved the way, didn't he? He really did. outsider. And and if people want to – you hit on a really good point, Mark. If if people want to understand why – the media, the left, and Hollywood, and and even even the tech giants and and e- other companies. If you want to understand why they are going after Donald Trump so hard, it's because an outsider was never ever supposed to make it to where Donald Trump has made it. Um, Washington is a club. Mm-hmm. The swamp is a club. Whether you're a Democrat or you're establishment Republican, you're pretty much to me one of the same. And they do have their club. They will on camera disagree and then go to their steak dinners at night. They do not live like the rest of the world. That bubble is strictly over D.C. But they're going after Donald J. Trump because they're sending out a warning shot to anyone else who's an outsider saying, don't you try this. And, and that's a very Mark, good point, but is, that's why term limits need to be part of this discussion now. That's absolutely true. The Founding Fathers, they Mm -hmm. did not envision uh, how I would describe it in public, as I would simply say, politics should not be a career. Mm. It should be an objective. Amen to that. The objective is to get things fixed Mm -hmm. and to get things done in the service of the people. Then you Mm -hmm. pass the baton to the next person who has Mm -hmm. the same Mm -hmm. objective Mm -hmm. in mind. And if we started seeing that happen, manifest... In uh, Washington, D.C., I've got to tell you, all the things that we know are well, wrong would start to, yeah. over time, fall away. Mm-hmm. Because you would start voting your conscience when you knew that you were going to be leaving behind the baton for the next for person the next anyway. Person. Well, Mark, that's a great point because if you read the readings of Jefferson and Hamilton uh, just read the founding fathers read and I and I'm saying beyond the Constitution read their writings what led them to the Constitution sure. and you will see specific to your point 
there was never the intention of career politicians. It was always, hey, Mr. Farmer, Mr. Postman, Mr. Delivery Guy, Mr. Pizza Guy, whatever you were. Well, right, they probably they probably did it, but (laughs) but the point was. From no matter where, what your job was, no matter where you were on the income scale, mm-hmm. you go serve the people around you or serve your constituents, serve your state, and then come back and hand that off to someone else. So it, the, the, if the founding fathers knew how many lawyers and, and, and these career politicians were in Washington right now, they're, they're, they would be rolling over in their grave. Uh, but the Constitution, that's, the, that's like, like I'm saying, to your point, it was never meant to have career politicians. And um, we need to, like you said, if we could get back, but see, Mark, if we got to that, what you were talking about, it's going to require the shrinking of the federal government and putting power to the states where it belongs. Amen. That's so. That's what we're all fighting for. And you yeah. and I talked off camera here before we started today. And, and here's the thing. When, when you look at where we've come from with Congress, mm-hmm. initially we were a country that had natural rights, natural right. rights bestowed upon us from our creator. Mm-hmm. Now we're a country of human rights. And mm-hmm. I believe that that was a watershed moment in our descent into the rabbit hole. That's yeah. what I believe. Well, you're, you're again, that's a, a, a perfect point because once you take away that our rights are derived by higher power or our rights are naturally derived and you replace that with human rights, then you, there has to be an entity right. to telling you what your rights can be, and that entity is going to be government every time. Hey, I, I, when I get my, my physical money now from the bank or from the, the cashier, I look on the back to mm. read In God We Trust because I expect at any moment it's going to now say In Government We Trust. Uh-huh. We're close. We're probably close to that, and, and, and that's sad. Let's hope that that never happens. Um, so, so, all right, Mark, so... You're getting into this race now. How do you how do you view? You know, we've got a lot of listeners out there, and, and I, we do actually have a lot of listeners in Gwinnett. Tell me where you see Gwinnett County. Where do you see Forsyth County? I mean, I mean, sure. I think what do we Gwinnett see for has had the uh, biggest demographical change mm-hmm. since the last census, certainly. So the Hispanic community, mm-hmm. the Asian community, and actually, my wife is half Asian. Oh, okay. yeah. Her mother came over here legally. And she's an only child as well. Most people may not know that story in District 7, but that story needs to be told. Wow. Uh, and I have to tell you, my mother-in-law is a great woman. Hmm. She still has the same pot that she arrived in America with, and it is so dented and beat really? up and so on, and she keeps it hmm. on the range. And wow. when I first saw it, because this thing looked like it cost 50 cents, right? <laughs> so I yeah. said to her, I said, Mrs. Moore, what's the significance of that pot? And she said, it's the very first pot that I ever had in America. And it's a reminder, no matter how far I come in America, that's where I started. That's where I started. That's a heck of a story. Wow. Well, Mark, these are the stories you're going to have to tell on the campaign trail. I'm trying. Um, So... As we look ahead, and, and voters are going to go, and they're going to have a few choices. I mean, there's probably going to be five to ten people in the primary. Mm-hmm. Um, 
let's. What's your number one issue? Uh, let, let's start there. I would say that there's four major issues that I would uh, talk about in public, given the limited amount of time. So it's debt deficits and spending. Twenty-two okay. trillion in debt, handing our next generation, my daughter, and the grandchildren to follow that. That level of taxation, which is really what that is, mm-hmm. so you can make a very compelling case that we're dropping twenty-two trillion onto their backs without their own representation. Taxation without representation. Well, that point right there is something that we we'll have to get into a little bit more. We're going to go to our next break here, uh, folks. Stay tuned because when I get back. Since Mark brought up taxation, uh, we'll, we'll talk about another issue, and then we'll get into maybe a little bit more in depth about some of the issues that, that really are going to be uh, meaningful to District 7. So hang tight, folks. This is On Point with Victor. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Quick stakes. That's Q-U-I-K stakes are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, folks. This is On Point with Victor. Uh, look, this is this is a great conversation. And again, for those of you that are not in Georgia, um, stay tuned. Hop on. You can ask Mark a question too. Please. Um, and I'm sure Mark will be happy to take uh, questions, uh, especially if you are in Georgia and you are in District Seven. Uh, but if for some reason you guys um, can't do that now and can't engage, you can always always go and catch this show as soon as this show we're done live. Uh, it will be on all the podcasts. This show will be on YouTube. You just search On Point with Victor. Go to America's Web Radio page. Subscribe to it. Uh, there are many, many ways to to catch this. In fact, Mark, your campaign is more than welcome to repost this video. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, because we do record. Well, you can see it now. We are recording live uh, over uh, live stream on Facebook, YouTube, and, and other avenues. So I want to get right back into this. So you were, you were talking about, you know, one of the things I have such a problem with, is and and I can tie this into two issues. 
when you talk about taxation without representation uh, and you look at the overwhelming and, and overbearing growth of the federal government, the federal government can't do anything unless it seizes money from the people, the individual. The only people who pay taxes are the individual. So the government, the federal government, in order to do any of its grandiose giveaways, um, you know, our, our station owner mentioned off air uh, the Santa Claus term. That's how people view our federal government is uh, to me. I think the Democrats have become the Santa Claus party. Um, we are no longer the land of the free. We are the land of the free stuff. Well, and we and, talked uh, again off camera about free. So my acronym on yeah. free. Oh, this is good. watching the debates, right? Mm-hmm. How many times did we hear a Democrat running for president use the word free? Free. Mm-hmm. In their answers to the various questions, I don't know what the number is, but it had to be a three-digit number. Had right? to be three had digits. Had to be a three-digit number. So it got me thinking: free, free, free. What could we create as an acronym that would register for folks and fit for in, the socialist right, Democrat proper party? Perspective, mm-hmm. right? Free, forcefully redistributing everyone's earnings. That's really what free is. And that's what it is. And the sad part about it, Mark, is they probably said that word free. Uh, They offered something up for free at least a hundred times plus. Mm -hmm. But you can count on one hand how many times they said the word freedom or liberty. Right. And don't you find it ironic, right? We're watching what's going on in Hong Kong right now. Mm -hmm. And these people protesting on the streets of Hong Kong, waving American flags. American flags. flags. Waving Mm -hmm. American flags. When we protest here, we wave communist flags. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Is that insane? It's it's so backwards. Uh, We could do a whole other show on these uh, Antifa and and these type of people who protest and and wave the communist flag. They wave uh, black flags, which which to me, when I see a black flag, you might as well be waving an ISIS flag. Uh, It's just – it's it's sad, but we we do have gotten things backwards in this country a little bit. But it's because, which is another thing, and I want to ask your opinion on education, and we'll get to that in a minute because I I don't believe we have. There's to me, there's no public school. It's a government school, and a government school is an indoctrination school, and that's why we we're putting out these Antifa kids uh, because of this education system that we have. But but talking about the taxation without representation, we can also take that to healthcare. You know, hey, I speak to healthcare very clearly because I've spent quite a number of years now in health and wellness. I own my own uh, nutraceutical manufacturing oh, facility, wow. so uh, I've done a lot of homework in this area. So the healthcare, so that's another big issue that's, that's going to be on the table in 2020. And what what I want people to understand is, you go back. Why do we have the situation we have now? Well, you can trace it all the way back to World War II when the government put a freeze on Correct. on employers. So in order for them to compete and get the best people, they started paying for health care. And health care wasn't, ta- wasn't a taxable income. And then the government figured out, wow, if we can keep – I mean it, it was just – it ended up being a control tactic, but – this is where we got to where we are now, where the private sector is not leading the way. Hey, and I give you credit for uh, explaining that to your audience because I talk to people in healthcare that don't, don't know, that. know that. That's which sad. is incredible to me. <laughs> yeah. So here we've taken virtually twenty percent of our economy mm-hmm. and put it outside of the purview of America's exceptionalism, mm. free market. Free markets. When I was a kid, by the way, it was 4% of GDP. Wow. That was a sustainable number, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's 18% heading to mm-hmm. 20%, mm-hmm. and we're bankrupting families all over this country. Yep. So we will never fix, never, 
fix our health care system until there is true pricing transparency in the health care mm-hmm. marketplace. Once we do that, mm-hmm. right, sunlight's the best disinfectant. Yeah. Once we do yes. that, free market goes to work. It creates competition. It drives mm-hmm. prices down. And actually, it improves the quality of our care. And that's another big myth, right? Most yes. Americans think we enjoy the best health care in the world, and we're not even close mm-hmm. anymore. Just look it up. Google America's ranking on the world stage with health care. You'll be shocked mm-hmm. at what you see. And, Mark... <clears throat> When you talk about the ranking, our health care, you can, you can go back 10, 20, 30 years mm-hmm. to where we are now and, and measure that, the, the, the fall we've made in, in, in health care and correlate it to the government intrusion. And, the, and they do it by regulation, regulation, regulation. But the more the government tries to take over health care, the more it falls. The, 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 and, and what I mean by that – Care gets worse. If government control goes up, care gets worse. Costs go up. Mm-hmm. So who gets hurt? We the people, the patient, the run of the mill, whether it's middle America, whether it's Joe uh, construction worker or Joe uh, line worker in Michigan mm-hmm. or the coal miner in Virginia, West Virginia, it's hurting them the most. Well, I just hope that Donald Trump in one of his uh, closing salvos will actually say, Make America healthy again. That's Nobody's good. touched on this. That's I just true. saw a number today. 20% of the Navy, mm-hmm. right, close, dear to your heart. Yes, it is. The Navy, <laughs> overweight today. In the oh, Navy. wow. That's insane. Oh, that's so crazy. we rely on health care because we've decided to not pay attention to our own health. We are the mm. sickest nation on earth. We consume more pharmaceuticals. You know how many prescription drugs we take in America? Yeah. Think about this. This I, number will blow your mind. I'm afraid we have, to what, ask. 330 million Americans, mm-hmm. give or take 20 million illegal mm-hmm. immigrants, maybe. Right. 4.25 billion prescriptions are written in America every year. That's wow. 13 prescriptions for every man, woman, and child. Yeah. Do you See think that, that we have a prescription deficit in America? <laughs> there you go. No. I, you know, it's just, it's sad and to hear numbers like that because we are an exceptional nation. I know. And with the ingenuity that comes naturally with being Americans, with that yearning to be free and that, that, that yearning of liberty that naturally comes to an American, I'm afraid we're losing that, Mark. Hey, that's why I'm fighting. Uh, The reality of it is uh, it takes great courage to go against the establishment. Very much so. I was up in Washington a couple of weeks ago, and I have to tell you, the groups that I was with, the conservative groups, they wanted to know, would I vote my conscience? Would I do Mm -hmm. what's right? Would I follow the Constitution? Mm -hmm. And the answer is yes. And they looked me straight in the eye, and they said, you know that's going to cost you politically. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm not here to play politics. I'm here to serve other people. Yeah. We are, we are, what, at the 11th hour, closing in on the 12th hour of America. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put my head on my pillow for the last time and say, you know what? I thought about it. I could have. Mm-hmm. I should have. And never did. That's what this is about for me. I want to be able to feel like I had a bigger part to play to get our ship righted. Mm-hmm. It's using another well, Navy term. For right. Like <laughs> I like that. That's very good. You know, Mark, I mean... I, and it's it, it's so important because, like your grandparents, who I mean, because you're fighting for Americans and you're fighting for America, 
and you're fighting for the ability for people who come here like your grandparents mm-hmm. did. Um, I fight because of the way my father came here and the way this country welcomed legal immigrants. Correct. Because we would all agree, right, Victor? Mm-hmm. We would all agree that immigration has helped fuel our economic Oh, without a doubt. Help make us a mm-hmm. vibrant, prosperous mm-hmm. country. Yeah. But we... And we alone should decide who comes into our country and who does not. Absent secure borders, we're no longer a sovereign nation. You cannot be a sovereign nation without a secure border. And I'm glad we transitioned to that because immigration is another hot topic. And and, and 2020 is going to be a big, big topic. Um, And you're absolutely right. This border argument or border debate isn't just about – we're meanies and we want to put up a wall. It's about security. It's about sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Um, you, there is a great saying that that I borrowed and I borrow on this show and I borrow it from another radio host. Um, he, he's he's an awesome guy and he he will often say, "You can't bring there here and not expect here to become there." And without a sovereign border, Mark, what are we going to turn the U.S. into, the the United States? What are we going to turn it into? Hey, and you see what's going on with migration from state to state. Mm -hmm. No one really talks about this. That's a great point. So people move from left-leaning states, Mm -hmm. and they move to places like Texas, and they move to places like Georgia, and they move Mm -hmm. to places like Florida. And they think, I don't want what my life has become in the state that I'm leaving, but they bring their ideology to the new state, Mm -hmm. and that's why these votes are getting closer and closer and closer. That's why it's so important as Republicans, as conservatives, that we look at this next election, which truly, I mean, we hear it every time, right? But Mm -hmm. this really, to me, this is a watershed Mm -hmm. election. If we don't do a good job of taking back the House, mm-hmm. Donald Trump is likely to win. Most people would agree with yeah. that, right? I think he's, yeah. If he does and he doesn't have the House, mm-hmm. he's going to legislate through executive order, and the courts will do everything in their power to block that yeah. legislation yeah. for the betterment of the people. Mm-hmm. So this is why I think, and I have donors all over the country. I'm very fortunate because I've lived different parts of the country wow. in various pursuits of my mm-hmm. career. And they all get it. Mm-hmm. They all get it. They say, hey, Mark, God bless you, because we need someone like you there mm-hmm. more now than ever. And I can't vote for you, but you know what? I can I donate can to donate. your cause, and mm-hmm. every little bit helps. I have very small donors, mm-hmm. and I have some larger donors yeah. as well, which I'm equally grateful mm-hmm. for all of them. And I will tell you, you know, MarkCongress2020.com, right? MarkCongress2020.com. You can hit the donate button, donate. read the issues, watch the video. You can do yeah. all that and learn about this campaign mm-hmm. because uh, this message is resonating for the folks. They they get it. Debt, yeah. deficits in spending, a, whole, a broken health care system, and a border that is now like a 7-Eleven, mm-hmm. open 24 hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. Yeah, and Mark, I... I'll speak about this constantly, and and I am of Mexican descent, and and I will be the first to go down and and put a nail in that wall. I, I mean, we have to secure this border, and and in order to keep this country the bastion of freedom, the bastion of liberty. If we lose the United States, there's nowhere else to go. There's a reason everybody wants to get here, right. and and we have to 
we've got to keep this light of freedom and liberty growing. So I know you've got a thought, but hang, hang on right there because uh, we got to go take a break. This is going to be a short break, uh, and we'll be right back, folks. You listen to America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. This is David Donaldson with the Atlanta Healing Center, conveniently located in Lawrenceville, Georgia. At AHC, your success is our goal. Addiction recovery is about more than just not using. It's about becoming a whole person and addressing all aspects of your physical, psychological, and social needs. Please call us at 770-696-9862, or you can reach us on the web at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. into this discussion so uh you're listening to america's web radio by the way email is victor at america's web radio.com victor at america's web radio.com uh so we're, you we're, wanted me to finish that thought right so yeah absent secure borders we can't enforce the immigration laws we pass mm. so what's the point of passing immigration reform if we're not going to enforce it right it's well, all a, it's all a <laughs> well it's a sham um if you Look, Mark, I've talked about this on my show constantly. If you look at the the way the Democrat Party operates, which I refer to a lot of times as the Hippocrat Party, mm-hmm. uh, and you look at the way establishment Republicans operate, they don't – the truth be told, they don't want to solve – especially the Democrat Party of today, they don't want to solve an issue. If they solve – if we solved immigration – how are they going to buy votes? How are they going to scare you into voting? If we solve these – so Washington's all about kicking the can down the road. Hey, I talk about leadership in public, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a word that's kicked around a lot in politics. To yep. me, leadership is more than talking mm-hmm. about a problem. Leadership is doing something about the problem. Right. Leadership is being able to have the courage to mm-hmm. say no to special interests when their interests, Victor, are not – in the best interest of our nation. Of the nation and of the people who reside in right. it. Right. So it's time, mm-hmm. right? We roll up our sleeves. Mm-hmm. It's time we tackle these tough problems so that we can deliver yeah. the true promise mm-hmm. of America to our next yeah. generation. That's what this and, fight is about. And look, despite what the Democrats and the Socialist Democrat Party will tell you, America doesn't see color. America, the American dream didn't look at my father and go, you're brown. You can't have the American dream. When my father came here, as a, when I grew up as a kid, my father constantly talked about getting his United States citizenship. That was his goal. And he always told us and my brothers and my sisters, it does not matter how tall you are, the color of your skin. Nothing of that matters because you were lucky enough to be born in the United States. 
And that's the message I think we've got to get back, including getting into, like, for instance, you're going to be campaigning in Forsyth and, and Gwinnett. Yes. Getting in touch and, and making that bond, form that bond with the constituents so that you're beholden to the constituents and not exactly. special right. interest. The Fourth of July parade up in Forsyth was mm-hmm. a great example of that. I walked the side of the road and I introduced myself to, I don't know, Victor, what, a thousand <laughs> 1,200 shakes later. Wow. Right? And you watch the news and you really feel like the country is very far off course. Then you do something like that and you realize just how many well-meaning people are in America from all sorts of walks of life. And I don't know, did you see that little clip today of the two toddlers, the the two-year-olds, right? One is a black toddler, the other is a white toddler, and they see each other on the sidewalk, and they just run as fast as they can and give themselves a big, giant embrace. And I'm thinking to myself, it takes a two-year-old to give the rest of us a learning moment. God Mm. bless. Those toddlers. Wow. It was all, you should take a look at it. It'll so, warm your heart, honestly. Yeah. It'll warm gonna, your heart. I'm going to look that up. So I uh, just had a listener chime in. He's in Gwinnett County. Great. Um, and he said, so far you sound like someone he could vote for. So that's good news for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but he did make a good comment. He said, you know, isn't it odd that uh, free, free, free turns out to be expensive, expensive, expensive? Exactly. You don't get, a, you don't get $22 trillion in debt. Mm-hmm. By paying your way. The problem is we, we're now saying, do as I say, not as I do in Washington. Mm. And it's trickled down to families all over this mm. country. Uh, a metric that bothers me to no end is we have 60 plus percent of American families today that do not have a thousand dollars of disposable mm. cash wow. for an emergency. Think about that. The car breaks down. The air conditioner mm-hmm. goes out. The refrigerator goes on the fridge. Or, or God forbid, a, a medical issue. A medical issue, even worse. Mm-hmm. This, to me, there's a price to pay for all of this free. We all know that. Deep down, we know that, right? Yeah. You grew up in a great household. I was fortunate enough to grow up in a great household with loving parents, mm-hmm. and I count my blessings every day mm-hmm. for that. But they taught us right and wrong. Yeah. We exactly. all know what's right and mm-hmm. wrong, but mm-hmm. we morphed it into legal and illegal, right? I remember mm-hmm. watching Clinton looking into the camera. It depends on what the definition is. <laughs> what is, is is, right? <laughs> yeah. That, to me, was a watershed moment yeah. in American politics. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's – it's we, we definitely, definitely – you know, the, the, well, let's put it this way. Make America great again shouldn't be a topic of, of – uh, it shouldn't be an, uh, a bad thing. Exactly. Um, hearing that phrase should make people stand up with pride going, America should be great. I mean, it is greatness that brought us to this point. And, and when I say greatness, it's because of what that document, our founding document, truly, truly enables to happen in this country. There would be no iPhones. There would be all of the things that the, that the left enjoy using – we wouldn't have under socialism. Right. Exactly. So, um, so I, I think as we head into 2020, um, th- there's just so many issues that are going to be thrown your way. Um, one of them, I think, also, which is, which is you know, uh, Governor Kemp has, has been tackling this, I think, you know, kudos to him, um, is education. Yes. 
So tell tell the voters, Mark, where what's your view on education, and, and where can we go? How can we make make it better? Because we're hearing all about mm-hmm. this student loan crisis, which to me is a crisis created by the government, and now the government wants to run in and say, well, now we can save it or solve it when they don't really want to solve it. So, mm-hmm. so let's talk uh, just yeah, real so, quick. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, my father graduated the Naval Academy, mm-hmm. and he went into teaching. College professor, engineering was his world, wow. and he spent uh, 40-some-odd years uh, at the same university, took a couple leaves, leaves of absences. As a matter of fact, I lived in Saudi Arabia for a couple wow. of years, believe it or not. That was quite an experience, yeah, uh, Algeria, <laughs> so different parts around the world, which gives you a uh, perspective, I would say, mm-hmm. that might be different than uh, those that don't get a chance to spend serious time, not just a tourist, maybe mm-hmm. going to an international destination. Living in that house with my father, who was a very, very studious man, mm. he would constantly tell me, Mark, I really feel half the students shouldn't be here. Mm. They're going to walk out with a degree that they're not going to use. Mm-hmm. Right? Basket weaving, Their climate change. Their parents would have invested <laughs> money that they may not even have had mm-hmm. for the child to go to school. And they're going to be f- much further behind by going to college than if they took on something that they w- was an interest wow. of, of theirs, right? Mm-hmm. So a vocational school was something my father believed in very strongly. Yeah. He also believed in, although he was at a university, he believed in community college mm-hmm. as well as an incubator. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some very interesting things. You look at our high school system, right? Mm-hmm. And you think about what we invest. Gwinnett County, I believe it's $2.1 billion. Yeah, it's It's an astronomical number. Mm-hmm. And at 2 or 3 o'clock, crickets. Yeah. So we've got these assets that we're not using fully. Mm-hmm. How about if we started to provide programming for children who were debating whether they should pursue college or maybe parents that were trying to uh, direct the child in a certain way. Imagine Mm -hmm. if they could take classes after school that were college credit classes and they could actually find out, hey, is this something something right for me or, you know what, is it not? I think that we would see the cost of education, as mm-hmm. we would say in accounting, right? We want those curves to bend down bend and down. to the right on the chart. <laughs> yeah. That would make a significant difference, and it's become a runaway train. We think mm-hmm. that uh, medicine and healthcare has skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Actually, education, education has yeah. even grown faster. And my problem with the with that is, look at the results we're getting. We're putting, we're pumping out kids who can't read at an right. eighth grade level, and they're they're graduating and going into college, or uh, and they don't know any history, any civics of right. this country. Right. Uh, but my problem, Mark, and, and let me know where you stand with this. I I would like to see the Department of Education shut down. I agree. It's well, shut first down. Of all, it should be a state exactly issue, and states historically, right. I look at it again, maybe more as an accountant, right? Mm-hmm. I like it. I like looking at budgets from a line item. Well, you're a numbers guy, <laughs> right? I don't want to just say, "Oh, we're just going to increase that budget another five, ten, fifteen percent." What I would do is I would look at it from the perspective of: Do we need the line item? And if mm-hmm. so, are we already over budgeting? Do we have it just right, mm-hmm. or are we under budgeting? Mm-hmm. But in Washington, it's always a money grab. Mm-hmm. Always, 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 always a money always. grab. So. Department of Education. I'm a results guy. Just show mm-hmm. me the results. We went mm-hmm. from being the number one educational system in the world to now we're 30-something on the yeah. world stage. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Yeah. Can you name 30 
30 westernized countries off the top of your head. That should, Think about that. You, right. You're going to have trouble coming up with 30 countries. Absolutely. They're all ahead of us. They're all ahead of us. Right. So right. we need to do mm-hmm. away with the Department of Education. I understand mm-hmm. it's a small sliver as far as it, reducing right, but it's right, a, the budget. It's but it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, and we would put the power of incubation, mm-hmm. right? Instead of Common Core, we bring it mm-hmm. at the state level where now the states come up with something that's innovative mm-hmm. that allows a child to accelerate and with those proven results, mm-hmm. now it can sprinkle out. And we don't know what state is going to produce the nugget of gold. Exactly. Right? Right. But controlling it all from Washington, Ugh. we're, we're worse. what we are is producing nuggets of coal, not right. gold. Of not, yeah, you're right. And that's my whole problem with education. It's not just a budget thing, uh, but it's a it's a indoctrination thing because the federal government should have no business educating the children it should be by the states like you said so mm-hmm. i agree with you 100 percent because the only people that should be on the ground educating kids mm-hmm. today right. should come from the parents and the local local districts because i venture to say you do that, just like you said, innovation is going to take its – because competition is going to be introduced, innovation is going to be introduced, kids are going to learn. And I venture to say if a child is smart in Georgia, they'll be smart in Texas. If they're smart in Texas, they'll be smart in Massachusetts. Exactly. So, Mark, real quick, 30 seconds. Sure. Give us a little synopsis on why to vote for you. Very simple. If you care about debt, deficits, and spending – a healthcare system that's broken and is in desperate need of transparency and a border that needs to be secure, then you would I would highly recommend please go over to markcongress2020.com. Read about the issues. See me speak on these issues. Uh, donate if you feel compelled. Every bit helps. So uh, thanks, Victor, yep. to you for giving me the opportunity to spend time absolutely, with Mark. today. It was uh, uh, we, a great we, deal of fun. We could have gone, what, we, for another few Absolutely, hours, right? absolutely. No, well, you have me back at least. Yeah, have me back. Absolutely. You know, we will. We will. 19th a long time away. All right. Well, we appreciate <laughs> it. We'll do that. Folks, got to leave it right there. You've been listening to On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.